Hey everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Miko, and on today's episode, I sit down with the owner and editor of Plus Model Magazine, Madeline Figueroa Jones. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. All right, all right, and welcome, everyone, to Big Things with Zach Miko. As always, I'm your host, Zach Miko. Hope everyone's doing great. Um, I am recording this on Election Day, actually. Um, I'm, I'm going to Norway, everybody. I'm going to spend a week in Norway. I'm super excited about it, but it means I had to do this episode a little bit early, so I have no idea, as of recording this, what our world looks like right now. Because I, um, obviously, I don't know who won the midterm elections yet, uh, which races were successful, which weren't successful, all the above. Um, I hope everything's good. It'll be really funny if the world's on fire and I just post this as if nothing's happening. But um, I hope everyone got out and voted. It's very important. Um, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys. You already did it. It's it's this is this is way after election day. But anyway, we have a fantastic episode for you guys tonight. Guys, I am so excited to sit down with the owner and the editor of Plus Model Magazine, Madeline Figueroa Jones. I've been wanting her on this show for so long. Um, and for so long, I felt like, oh, I have to wait. She's so important and she's so cool. And I, I got to make sure we have a lot of time. But you know what? I mean, we ended up having a great interview and I'm so happy about it. Um, I, I have to book all these things at the last second because <laughs> we lead a crazy life. Luckily, Madeline's amazing and she knows that, uh, she's one of the true forces, one of the true mothers of this movement of the body positive movement. And we had such a deep and awesome talk. She's one of the smartest people out there. And, and she's one of the reasons that this movement has gotten as far as it is. So Without further ado, everybody, my interview with Madeline Figueroa Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting here with Madeline Figueroa Jones, the editor of Plus Model Mag. How you doing? Very well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. This is exciting. I mean, as I, I told you off mic, I've wanted you here for a very long time, but I wanted to give you the the courtesy that you were due, being editor in chief of a, like one of the most <laughs> iconic publications for uh, curvy style. Um, but and, but I still just called you at the last minute and said it's you. all good. <laughs> I completely understand. I know. I'm so sorry about that. But we're here. We're having a good time. Yes. And yeah, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. It's gonna be great. So let's start from the very very beginning. Um, where are you from? So I'm actually from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. um, I was not born there. I was born in Staten Island, New York. Do not judge me. Uh, but I love I, it. <laughs> you kind of have to have a disclaimer when you're from Staten Island. I know. Everyone's kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's its own thing. It is. 
Um, and then I was in, I grew up in Puerto Rico until I was about nine years old. Mm-hmm. What part? Uh, Omagao. It's oh, on the east side of the I, island. I, I would, yeah. <laughs> I'm always just like, if you don't say San Juan, San Juan no one knows it. And that's my problem is like, I want to know so much more. I feel like I, I always feel so dumb for knowing as little about Puerto Rico as I do, considering I, even my neighborhood, I come from Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's a huge Puerto Rican population and I know nothing. I I feel know. It's hard when you live here too. Like growing up here, you kind of lose a little bit. I didn't really realize how much of the culture I lost until I went back as an adult. Yeah. And then I was like, oh wow, you know, we really are very Americanized here. Yeah. So I love going back every year, you know, and kind of, you know, totally. being with my people. I love it. No, it, it seems like an amazing place. It's definitely on my list of places to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and go during Christmas time. It's That's beautiful. That's what other people say. Oh That's my a, gosh. Who was just telling there's a um have you ever heard you ever seen the Broadway play In the Heights? Yes. Okay. So in the Heights, um yes. she does this whole thing about how beautiful Puerto Rico yes. is in Christmas in time. Christmas time and it's so true. I I've never been so emotional about being Puerto Rican until I went during Christmas time. It is so joyful. Everyone walks the streets singing, like literally yeah. like a play. Like you can be in the restaurant eating and all of a sudden it's like a whole band will come in and everybody uh, sings and dances and then they leave you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is life. I, know, I love that it. That is so much fun. Oh my God. Um, so so you're there till you're nine and then when did you, you And came then I come back and we go back to Staten Island. <laughs> What part is that in Ireland? Yeah, Bull's Head, which is that. Okay, like, I actually know where that is oh for my some gosh. reason. Yeah, it's by the college. Yeah, I think yeah, that's right the by the college. By Wagner, right? Right. That's the yeah, right. yeah, that's what I know where Wagner is. Yeah. And I did a, I did a comedy album once, and we recorded somewhere in Staten Island, but we recorded on like, down on like the like Western Shore where all the like McMansions are lined up, oh, and we yeah. and we recorded in like one of those giant mansions. In their guest house, they had a recording studio. Oh, there's and a lot like, of money on Staten Island. There's a ton of money, and yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, so we didn't have it, no, but there's exa- a lot of money there. No, exactly. <laughs> Staten Island's sneaky that way, because you don't is. know it, because like Staten Island's known for its, the Staten Island mm. reputation yes. that comes with it. Yes, But then like you go there, and you see all these mansions, and you're like, whoa, this isn't the Staten Island yeah. I know at yeah. all. It's known for like Wu-Tang and yeah, no, the exactly. Italian mob. That's what it's known for. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. Yeah. But it was great. It was a good place to grow up in. Um, and I just, it was a little difficult for us because my parents brought us into a very Irish Italian neighborhood mm-hmm. and we didn't know any English. Okay. So while we understood it, I went to like a private school in Puerto Rico, but I wasn't comfortable enough to speak the language, you know, in front of people. And all the kids would say to me was agua, agua, water, water. And I would go home and I'm like, mommy, I look really thirsty because all the kids <laughs> are asking me if I want water. And it wasn't that is a they didn't know any Spanish. That was the I, one word they knew. That was the one word they knew. Um, that's similar. My Spanish is like that, where it's like, I understand Spanish. Okay. I speak it very badly, and I'm like, I'm, and I, I gotta get more confident. I'm like, I think I know enough Spanish to like just <laughs> at least get by and ask for things, but like, yeah. I feel so embarrassed. Like even like, even when I go to like the laundromat or the bodega, I'll like start <laughs> speaking in Spanish, and then I'll get very, very nice. self-conscious. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, thank you, bye. Like, <laughs> and then. She'll be like, okay, gracias, then I'll be like, ah, gracias, yeah, yeah, I know that one. You know that one, yeah. I'm so bad. I think I know how to speak, like, fluently until I go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And then I'm like, what did they just say? (laughs) 
Now, now, when did you become fluent in English in that case? It took about a year. When you're really young. See, but that's crazy to yeah. me. That's so great that you learned a whole language in a year. <laughs> well, I kind of understood it. I just couldn't really speak it well. Yeah. And when you come from another country, you know, and you go to school, they kind of bring you to, like, English classes. Let's totally. Say. So you, you go, like, every couple of days. And it was really great. You know, we understood it. And my parents knew how to speak English. Yeah. They were both, you know, raised here. So it's not like we didn't speak English in the house. We just didn't speak it as the primary language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, the Puerto Rican kids I grew up with would speak, like, both English and Spanish at the exact same time. English. But, like, without, like, and just it blew my, <laughs> me not knowing any Spanish, I always, like, blew my mind. Because they only did it with each other. They wouldn't, they would just, but they would, like, flow in and out. And, like, one person would say something in Spanish, and then the other person would answer in English. Right. And then the other person would answer in English, and they'd go Spanish. And I was like, what do you guys, did, what uh, is happening? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know any other languages, sadly, because, uh, <laughs> because our education system in the U.S. is terrible when it comes to languages. Because yeah. we had the whole thing. I was like, I took, for one, I didn't start taking Spanish until I was in the ninth grade. So oh. by then I'm already 14 years old. And then I, I took it for four years and I got an A every time. But like I'd spend a whole year and at the end of that year I could like, tell you the time and the days of the week and I got an A and I'm just like, I didn't learn anything. I have no yeah. idea what I'm yeah. doing. Unless you're really practicing the language, you know, in, yeah. in learning English, I was trying to speak it every day and trying to understand what was happening in school every day. So I feel like that's why it was so much easier for me to learn. And then my father was such a stickler for diction and you know mm -hmm. speaking it well. He didn't want me to sound like you know, I just came from Puerto Rico. He was like, no, you're going to speak and you're going to speak it well. Yeah. So that was, you know, my summers were not summers just, you know, hanging out, you know, playing jump rope. It was, you're going to have high handwriting lessons and you're going to, you know, make sure that you're having language and English lessons so that you speak it well. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, well, that, I mean, it's a good thing. It's great that he did that. I wish I had, I wish I had someone when I was very young that's like, you're learning another language. It's not an option. Right. You're doing it like like my a couple of my friends' kids are now in schools. New York public schools have like a good system where there's a bunch of schools that are bilingual where they, oh. for two weeks, they speak nothing but either French or Spanish or something like that. And then for two weeks, they speak English. And then for the next two weeks, they speak just that language. Oh, and my like, God. I didn't know and that. And those kids learn the language in like a year, like just because they have to. It's like sink or swim. And it's kind of like. Right. That's the perfect right. time to learn when your brain is still developing. Absolutely. You have my fully developed, you know, <laughs> heavy metal listening 14 year old <laughs> head telling me Spanish. And I was like, I don't know. Whatever. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I can get by. I can take a test and get by. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, exactly. But it, it's. It, I think it's so important that we know other languages. And everywhere else, you, they know English. Like, I'm, I watch all these shows, and they go to other countries, and everyone knows English. When I first started traveling for work, I was so nervous about, like, going to countries that didn't speak English. Like, I think the first place, the first place I went was... Um, I went Canada. Besides Canada, the first, <laughs> place, first place I went, I think I went to the Philippines. I'm like, God, I'm, they're not going to speak. Every single person speaks English fluently. Then I go to Germany. Every single person speaks it fluently. And I just felt, I was grateful. Like, I'm going to Norway this week. I don't speak Norwegian at all, but they all speak, speak American. Like, I almost said speak American. They all speak English. Yes, And yes. they've spoken English since they were like six years old. Isn't that amazing? I know. Yeah. We got to get better on that. Yeah, we I do. I think it's one we of the reasons. We have to do better. The U.S. is so, like, isolated right now in its culture, as we don't... Mm, I just, so, we're, we're recording this 
pre-election day. Yes. But when this release, <laughs> election day would have <laughs> happened after this. So I'm really hoping I'm happy when this episode comes yes, out. Yes. But right now it's... Yeah, we need to get out there and vote. Hope you voted. I know. Go I hope you vote. voted too. Yes. I'm going to be really interested to see what... <laughs> to see who votes. Yeah. Exactly. And see what happens. See um. if the world's still here. Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> it will be. We're fine. No, we're not. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so um did you go to so you went to high school in staten so island i went to high school and college in staten island i got married very young i was 21 years old to my high school sweetheart mm. primarily because i wanted to get out of the house i love my parents but they were very strict with me I'm i grew up you. in a very pentecostal household and i married my high school sweetheart we really had no business getting married yeah. we got divorced within 3 years oh jeez yeah and um and we're still you know good friends good friends with this family and everything but it just it didn't work out yeah. and then i just i never went back home i stayed out of the house you know which was you know great for me and i had a great job you know i worked at court tv when it was before it became <laughs> true out. tv yeah oh i love court yep. tv I used to work. I was there when everything happened with Nancy Grace and uh, oh. Johnny Cochran had a show, oh, and yeah, that. it I was a great that. time I used to, to be love there. Love Court TV. Yep, I had it running the whole day in my office. I had a little TV, yeah. and I would just watch it. The, I worked right around the green room. It was fantastic. I had such a great experience. They had a great boss. That's awesome. Um, and then when Time Warner, I think, came in and made a whole bunch of changes or whatever, I lost my job. And I was that's, devastated. That's always how it happens. Yes. And Whenever the big company oh, comes in, man, it's like, they changed everything. And my they got dad's company has been sold like at least four times. Like every now and then he comes, like he's lucky he's made it through each one of them. But wow. each time, like, you know, pink slips fly every time a new person buys it. And luckily my dad, you know, he's been with the company for like 30 years, I think. But each time, like, he would come home, he's like, so now I work for this. Like, this is the new name of my company. What do you do? The exact same, same thing, thing I did before. They just keep buying it. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what happened. But they got rid of a whole bunch of us. Man. Um, and then I started to, because I do accounting, I started to work for, like, unemployment agencies. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, during that transition period is when someone, I met Fluvia, the model. Fluvia. Oh, get out. That's so awesome. she and I have known each other for like 15 years and she was like, you know, you should like try go on this forum. We didn't have social media back then. Yeah. So it was uh, plusmodels.com. And that's okay. where I got a lot of information about modeling. And way back when. God, this, this is like the chat room days where yes. that's how you would talk. You just logged yes. on and started saying Talking. things to people. And yeah. you just started, you know, posting your pictures and, po and you yeah, know, yeah, asking yeah. questions. And that's how I started to get into the industry. That was the very, very, very beginning of it when I was in the chat rooms and I found out about a photo shoot that was happening in Arizona and I met the editor of, uh, I think it was BBW magazine and I yeah, was yeah, flown yeah. out to Arizona for a shoot and that's how everything started. I wanted to be a model but because I was the oldest and my father was really sick and my mom didn't work, I had to work. Oh, I couldn't yeah. just no, 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 you know, totally. try to go and be a model. You know, yeah. you, I, I didn't have the luxury of just going to castings and not have a full-time job. Totally. So I kind of left it and I was like, I can't do this. I have to bring money into the house. Yeah. No, um, and that's the hardest part. So many models ask me, like, that's one of the most questions I get most is like, when do I quit my day yes. job? And I'm just like, I don't know. It's how to tell you that everyone. it's very very different because I quit my day job too early and mm. like and me and my wife could tell you it was a struggle and I made a big mistake 
ending, like leaving as early as I did because, but I was so busy. I didn't have any time and I was calling out of my job and right. like they weren't happy. And I'm like, let's just do that. Yeah. And also like, you know, some of these modeling jobs, yeah, you're spending, it'll take you six months to get your pay for that. Yes. So yeah, you did the job you're working, but nothing's coming no, in. Coming in. Exactly. I know. And so I couldn't do that. And I just said, you know what? It isn't for me. It's fine, but I'll still be in the industry. I'll still support the girls and support yeah, yeah, what's yeah. happening. Um, and I was writing because I've always loved to write, but I started to contribute to one of the other forums that was also like a plusmodels.com. And that's where I met my business partner. She, um, back in the day, we had like Mode Magazine and yeah, Grace yeah, yeah. Magazine. Yep. She was involved in that whole era. And she, when, when uh, Amaze Magazine folded, she said, you know, I have a really great idea for a digital platform. She's a tech guru. So she knew that the di digital platforms were going to come and social media was going to come before it came Which out. so many people didn't see We coming. had no idea. Like, I mean, all of the, I mean, look at, look at Teen Vogue. Look how big Teen Vogue yes. is now. Teen Vogue is only digital now. Yes. And it's still one of the biggest publications yes. out there. Yes. Like because it's, no one has the time. Think about it. Do you really want to lug around a whole bunch of magazines in your bag? No, not only that, it's tough. I, there, I was talking to, I, w I was uh, listening to this one entrepreneur. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk. This is like the third or fourth episode in a row I've named him. So I think people are going to start getting annoyed. <laughs> I just discovered him like two months ago and I'm really into him. But anyway, he's like an entrepreneur business guy. And and he talks about how, you know, all oh, people are complaining like, oh, millennials, all they're doing is, you know, they're on their Instagram, they're on that. And he goes, this is what we did in the 80s. He goes, listen, that's what they're doing with Instagram is what you did with your Teen Beat magazine. Yes. It's the exact same yes. thing. Just now they have it all on one device instead exactly. of lugging on these things. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's what, because now it's like our magazines are updated every day. Every day. <laughs> we don't every have day. to worry. We every don't have to day. wait till the beginning of the month yeah. and then crease and destroy it for yeah. a month. And we even had to do that because we were monthly magazines. Yeah. We started off, actually, we started off bi-monthly, and it quickly went to monthly. It was so popular, we didn't have anything back then. Yeah. And this was like 12 years ago. And then in like 10 years in, my business partner is like, um, I just came back from a conference, and we're going to have to go like to a daily platform. I'm like, no! You know, know, having the magazine format was just like, oh my God, it was the most beautiful thing in the world. You yeah, know? so what, was, what year was this when you guys actually... Start. This was 2006, uh, so it was three, about 12 12. years ago. So it was 2006. Cool. I, say. I know. I and, <laughs> this um, was me trying yeah. to like remember your guys' about page. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> I just saw it. It's like 2003, six. Okay, six. But we didn't even have like we didn't have the how can I say like the platforms to hold a a flippable format so she totally. had to write code well, and that's the thing there, to do it and there was no there was no tablet anything back then exactly. it wasn't it wasn't the same program you want to you want to hear something really sad and embarrassing oh my gosh i was in my senior year of high school in 2006 <gasps> i wow. know i'm sorry i didn't want to say it but i was just oh i'm always used to being the oldest i was in the just room. thinking of it and i was just like man i, I was like i was because i'm was, like remembering back 2006 yeah. and i was I like was no building he's, my career when I you know. were in high school yeah hey listen <laughs> I wish I was there with you. <laughs> it took too long to get at it. Um, but um, but yeah, no, back then there was nothing. I remember people, there was no smartphones or like, no. I think, 
Yeah, because the first iPhone came out like a year or two later. Right. So there was no smartphones. There was right. no anything. It was beepers. We had yeah. like beepers and then those I little had a beeper. things. I begged with the little, for a beeper. Remember the little, ti- it had a little typewriter thing. It had like a little flip. Yeah. It was before the flippable cell phone came out or even before. Yes, yes. And I it, don't even know what that it was. It was around 9-11 because I remember that's how I was able to communicate with my sisters when everything Jeez. happened. The only thing that would work. Nothing else worked. Because that, was that wasn't even on like a, a cell platform. It was no. just like a typable beeper. Yes. It was like this weirdest thing yes oh my god all right yeah. i had a beeper because i begged for one yeah, because we like i was just like come on let me just get one but like for me beepers were even then on the way out i wanted a cell phone but i was way too you know i was too young i was way too young <laughs> i was 16 but i was way too young to have a cell phone um and, and so they didn't want to give me one yet so then i begged for a beeper because i was like they're like no cell phones are too expensive i was like listen this beeper plan is $5 a month. <laughs> you can get this. I was this. able to do it. And my dad was just like, ah, fine, you can do that. Fine, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, my father was like, what do you think? You're a doctor? I'm like, only doctors have beepers. Exactly. Like, did, my beeper did not last long. No one called me on it. No yeah. one did anything. We did those weird little like words. It's like, hello. Remember when we used to beep each other? Yeah. Those well, because well, that was also the thing when like, that, that was around the time people stopped because it was texting had just been invented really. right so but even before then it's like no one was using that the way like i remember i'd leave high school and we would all run home to our computers and sit and do like aol instant yes. messenger and that's the only way we talked yes. to each other yes which was just weird because we all instead of hanging out with each other we all went to our own houses this and then just, just talked to, to each other yeah. anyway that's how i dated my husband i was yeah. at work and he would he always worked at night my well my second husband and he would come home and I would wait to see his, you know, his little icon go green or whatever. So I yeah, knew he was signed on. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm sitting there like, hmm, on your tapping, list. like, <laughs> hmm, let's see how long it's going to take him to get online and say hello to me. Oh, that's always what it was. <laughs> because, yeah, you had your little buddy list and then you had like your favorites and whatnot. Yes. So you could see if they yes. were on. I remember it was like yes. my high school girlfriend and like my buddy and like, it was, <laughs> I forgot Those all about that. Those, Those were, were the days. Those were I can't wait to describe those days to my future children and them just think I'm insane. And the worst part is when we were doing it, it was so advanced. It was the height of technology. Our parents were just like, this is weird. What are you guys doing? Why don't you write a letter? And you're like... (laughs) Now it's someone writes. Now if I get a letter, it's a bill. Like right, it's the only time. Right. Mail when was the last time we actually got a letter? I know. I've get every now and then. Like my mom will send us like a greeting card Aww. for like Christmas. We'll be like, oh, that's yeah. cool, and that's it. it. That's. But I, I live in New York, where they look through your mail. Also, <laughs> and this is happening. This is. I'm gonna air this with the U.S. Postal Service for a second. Every time I've ever gotten a greeting card, it's open. Every single They're time. They're looking for money. I know. They're looking for money is the worst thing. And I, it's like I try to, I've even called them out. I like went to the post office and they're like, oh, it's the sorting machine. It, you know, sometimes it gets caught. And I'm like, yeah, but it's every greeting card I've ever gotten has been opened. <laughs> like, it's not like one or two. It's right. like they're always just open Especially checking for money. Especially around the holidays. I know. They know. They know grandma's going to tape some a $20 bill or a $50 no, bill to exactly. the card. Yeah. And they just open it and take it. And this, mm-hmm. mm, ugh, that's yeah. my my own grievance yeah. with 
<laughs> Everyone asks me, they're like in New York, they're just, it's like, you know, we'll send you a letter. I'm like, no, no, don't send it. Email it to me or do something like that. And they're like, yeah. why? I'm like, because there's no guarantee I'm ever getting my mail. <laughs> I, I, but I'll get every bill. I'll get every, that I'll get. Bills will show up. Con Ed is there every single day when it has yes, to be. Yes, yes. It is just, yes. The bills will get there. The letters won't. I know. Yes. It's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back to this uh, nostalgic time in 2006 when you guys launched. So you started off bi- bi-monthly. Right. We started off bi-monthly, quickly went into a monthly platform. She was writing code so that the pages could flip. And we started off really focusing on the models because no one knew the models. All we saw no. was the clothes, but no one knew who the models were. There no. were no supermodels except for Emmy back in the day. And but that's other the thing. Than that, and yeah. And because, and yeah, Emmy started it all, right, really. Right, And then after right. her, there, yeah, there were people yeah, working. Yeah, Natalie Laughlin and, you know, Angelica. There was all the, but because we didn't have that big social media that we have today, yeah. we didn't know who the models were, who the up-and-coming models were, you know. And we just kind of felt like, wow, we're not really, we don't know who they are. We're not celebrating them. We don't know. We don't, we're not even celebrating the photographers that are really trying to yeah, push the models absolutely. either. There were photographers in New York that refused to shoot pl- Wilhelmina models. They wouldn't do it because they did not want to they didn't want to photograph, in their words, fat models. It is so crazy how far this industry has come in just these last couple short years, because even when I started my very like first shoot, the 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 photographer, you could tell was pissed that I was there. He was real mean the whole time. And then same with others. I've done big like big budget shoots where I'm like the token right. <laughs> like that's a weird and a weird thing is like which is a, it's a good thing and a bad thing but plus models have also become like part of the diversity checklist yes. also yeah so like i get a lot of jobs because like okay we need a big person so check. <laughs> check. <laughs> but because of that like every now and then you'll get someone who's like super high fashion shooting right. and they're like annoyed that i'm there right and oh and it still happens it still like happens. they'll be they'll be doing group shots and it'll be everyone but me right and they'll all be doing that and then he'll be like all right zach get in there and i'll run in and take like six photos and he'll be like all right zach come back out right. he's like he's just covering it for his Just producer covering his bases that's I all know. he's doing he is not happy i'm mm-hmm. here at mm-hmm. all yeah. it's funny like because it's so such an old school mentality still it is. well society really doesn't set us up for success in that way i no. feel like as i've been plus size all my life if you mm-hmm. look at my daughter that's how I grew up. Yeah. I was just a big kid. She's 10 years old and looks like she's 14. Mm-hmm. She's really tall. She's a big kid. It was the same with me. I, yeah. People thought I was like 16 years old when I was 10. Yeah, was like, yeah. me too. They yeah. thought I was my dad's wife when I was like 15 <laughs> years old because I was just such a big person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But my mom and my dad really instilled a great foundation for me, a lot of confidence. That's we didn't good. have a lot of money. So it wasn't about clothes and it wasn't about the money that we had or cars or anything. It was about who we were and what we were giving to society and you know the people that we are inside Mm -hmm. and that just kind of instilled this confidence in me that when i said i want to do something i did it wholeheartedly and once i decided to do something i would do it and i always wanted to be that person that would help people so even if you know someone didn't know how to play volleyball and i was in gym class and this girl you know didn't know i would help her i wasn't Mm -hmm. the best volleyball player but I would help her, and I would always, I've always been that person. That's just how I was raised. Yeah. And so in the plus size industry, I feel like, or in society in general, I feel like we're not set up that way. We're not set up to say, you know, everyone deserves their space. Everyone deserves to be here. 
um, I think it's very exclusive. Yeah. And so when I started in the industry, I didn't want us to feel like we were excluded. I wanted us to feel like we are included and we have to own our space and it's okay to be yeah. here. And one of the things that I love about what my mom did for me was, you know, she was okay with me, you know, being plus size, but she always wanted me to be healthy and have, you know, a quality of life. Yes. She didn't want me to be that person that's like, oh yeah, you could be plus size and be, you know, and be bigger and do whatever you want, but sitting in a corner doing nothing. She yeah. threw me outside. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you're yeah. in gym, you're in this, you're in that. I'm roller skating, I'm ice skating, I'm skiing. So I was never that person that just sat in the corner and did totally. anything. Oh, you know, I'm I'm not gonna do anything. I have a trainer, I work out, I have a mask. Yeah. And I still work out with a trainer, you know, and I I'm very active in my lifestyle, especially now. Like after your forties, guys, just wait until after you hit your forties. <laughs> Life, your body changes. Listen, you know? post twenties I'm having a yeah. hard time. So I'm with <laughs> but, but like but no it's so true and people ask that like all the time because i know a big criticism we always get always as plus size people they're like is the oh you're glorifying obesity yes. which i never is the craziest thing yes people say and it's yes. for one it's like every every plus model i know is crazy active they all work out they all do stuff it's just we've all we're all just trying to be happy in the body that we're yeah. in. It doesn't mean we're sedentary. It doesn't mean anything like that. And right. everyone always says like, oh, you just want people to get, you know, obesity causes heart disease and all this and you want this. And I'm like, I'm not saying I want anyone to do anything. Right. I'm wanting, I want you to value another human being right. as another human being. Period. <laughs> is what I Period. want you to do. Exactly. And, and suddenly we, when you, the health conversation comes into play when you're speaking about plus sizes. Yeah. You never, you hardly, unless the woman is like a double zero and actually looks really like skeletal, then someone will say, ooh, maybe she's too skinny. But for the most part, no one speaks about health when no. they're talking about the straight size industry. But when they speak about the plus size industry, they do. And that's where I'm like, okay, that's a separate conversation because anyone can be healthy, yeah. anyone can be unhealthy. Exactly. We're yeah. talking about fashion. We're talking about models. We're exactly. talking about photography. We're talking about confidence you know, and body positivity. And I feel like if you help people to feel good about themselves they will take care of themselves if you punish them and say oh you know you're doing the wrong thing they're not going to feel good about no. themselves do you know how hard it is to get people like i, I know like you i feel very even now i feel self-conscious when i go to a gym or something i've I, you know and it's just it's there's a stigma attached i remember there was a little while ago where I don't remember her name, but this Playboy model took a photo of this older yes. woman in the gym showering in against her, like against her knowledge and like was making fun of her. Mm -hmm. And it was just, and, and then I saw another thing where they were making fun of these, you know, two larger women for being on ellipticals in the gym. And I'm just like, where the fuck do you want these people yes. to be? Like, yes, like exactly. I really don't understand. And this is what happened. You don't want plus size people to exist at all. Right. Because some people, they try to make the argument where they're like, oh, you know, you can be plus size. We just want you to be healthy. We're just concerned about your health. So then they see a plus size person in the gym like, okay, I'm going to take care of my health. I'm going to try to be healthy. And then you get made fun of for that. I'm like, you just don't want to see them at Period. all. So you don't, just don't want to see us and you're want just, us to exist. You're exactly. just upset that yeah. they exist. I just pray for the person that ever does that to me at the gym because mm. my temperament would go through the roof. Oh, I, I don't. And my trainer, she, even worse. <laughs> I know. She was 350 pounds, my trainer. And if you see her now, you would never know it. Yeah. And what I love about her is that she never talks weight with me. She never talks diet with me unless I ask her about something. Yeah. And she modifies things for me. You know, having a mass, having a bigger body. Totally. I can't do planks the way other people do planks. I do it the way that she teaches me how to do it. Which or, is better, yeah. Right. And just things for my body and how to use my own weight 
totally. to you know work out and she things that I that have happened with my body how I've seen the difference has been amazing in the last three years I've been getting more and more into fitness in the last year um, through various I just I have friends who are trainers my wife is a trainer and oh I like and I always ignored her because I was always like Stop I didn't want to do it but even she's kind of changed her philosophy over the years working with me like mm-hmm. and, you know this is what I do and I've, I've started, I found a couple of really good instructors throughout the city. Uh, Matthew Johnson Harris is one of them. I had him on the podcast, uh, my wife, obviously, and who the focus is health and functionality. It's no longer aesthetic. Yes. I can get behind that. I'm totally happy when people are like, Zach, do you want to feel better? Do you want to get to the top of a flight of stairs without being winded? Yes. Do you want to feel like you can go running? You want, I was like, yeah, I want to do all that stuff. But then as soon as someone's just like, you want to have a flat tummy and a good butt and blah, blah. Oh. I was like, no, shut up. Like you lost me entirely. I don't no. care about that stuff. No, absolutely And it not. infuriates you that I don't care about that stuff. I know because, you know, as a society, I'm supposed to be desiring a six pack and all this, right. but I don't want that. No. I don't want that. But if you tell me like, I can win my Thanksgiving family touch football game for once. I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's crazy because some of the most inspirational women or men um, in the fitness game for me are people on Instagram that are just living their life and yeah. showing us who their life are. Yeah. Um, you know, Kiana, I've known her for years. That woman is a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. She just did this huge like thing happening, a big like boot camp happening in California. I'm watching her pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh. And she's plus size. She's a plus size model. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Her arms and her legs are I mean, the most toned I've ever seen. Yeah. And then there's this other girl that I just met. Her name, her Instagram is Becoming J, J A I. She lost like 100 pounds on her own. She's a larger woman. She chronicles everything, preparing her food, mm-hmm. you know, how she's teaching her children. And she's so inspirational to me, you know, even though we're probably 200 pounds apart from each other. She inspires me because of her dedication and because of how she's changed her lifestyle. And because she's not trying to be skinny, she's just trying to be healthy for her children. And that's the thing. And no one... no one doesn't want to be healthy. Right, and that's why that's I get it. so mad. Like, oh, you're glorifying obesity. You're glorifying, right. you're glorifying an unhealthy lifestyle. I'm like, I, I'm way healthier than I want to be. Right. Like, and probably than most of my friends that are skinny, you yeah. know, because they're skinny. They don't feel the pressure to eat well or whatever. You know, I eat well. well and people and forget about that. Like, I remember yes. telling my, my wife. My wife's always been small. And, like, I, I remember we got, like, real deep. And I was, like, talking about my weight or something like that and how you know, it affected me over the years. I was like, you don't understand. I was like, you, you can be empathetic, but if you were never big in your life, you're never going to know what it was like to actually be big. You're never going to know what it's like to pick an item off the menu that you don't think the people with you are going to judge you for ordering. Like, you know what I mean? You never know what it's going to be like to like, (laughs) <laughs> order the smaller popcorn at a fucking movie theater right. because someone's going to say something exactly. to you. Like, like it, 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 everything it, it like hangs on you because yeah. it like colors the way that we think society is right. viewing well, us the, at all the times. minute that we walk out the door, we're plus size. The yeah. minute you walk out the door, you're mm-hmm. being judged. And that's everyone. Everyone's being judged for some reason. I always feel like people are looking at me because I'm bigger. Yeah. When I changed my mindset into, I own my space. That's mm-hmm. something I say all the time. I own my space, whether it was bigger or smaller. I've been a size 24, I'm a size 18, 20 now. 
whatever space I'm in, I own it. Yeah. And once you change that mindset, that's where your confidence is. And that's when you really do take care of yourself. And it's not so much about what you look like, what I like my butts to have been really cute and round or whatever. You know what? I missed the round butt line when God was giving it out, apparently. <laughs> but you know what? I'm okay with the body that I'm in and I'm yeah. taking care of it. And I have a bigger focus. I have a child. Yeah. I felt like, you know, when you're young and you're out there and you're partying and doing your thing, you know, you want to look cute for your band and your girl or whatever. Then I had a child and it was like, I want to be here for as long as I can mm-hmm. so that I can be with her. I want to be with her forever, Absolutely. you know, and that changes your mindset. So yeah. for me, I'm very proud of my body. I'm very proud of the industry I'm in, but my focus health wise and why I work out and a lot of people have had a lot of things to say, it's because I want to be here for her. So it's not about being skinny. It's about being healthy for my daughter. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, that's me. I don't give, I don't care if I weigh 500 pounds, if uh, my blood work and breathing is fine. I'm like, I'm cool, good. cool. I'll be 500 right. pounds. That's right. just Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. It is Absolutely. literally just those things. I remember a couple of years back, I remember Ashley Graham did something on one of the morning shows. I think it was good. I think she like, she guessed it on Good Morning America, the Today Show for like a week. And in doing it, she took like fitness tests of mm-hmm. her versus like a standard size model. And she beat the other girl in every single thing. And it's I'm like, sure. see, it's not the I'm same sure. thing. She I'm also sure. works out like a beast. Right. Like, but I think that in, in all health is very personal, yeah. like religion. It's like judging someone's religion. How could you? That's someone's personal information. Like everyone's health is, you can't possibly know what someone's health is by looking at them. Yeah. I know they think they can, but they can't. Yeah. No, and it just, it doesn't make, <laughs> judging, it, and, and it really is. I, your health is between you, your doctor, right. and your significant other family. That's it. And that's that, it. And you don't even really have to, tell, like, I mean, right. you should tell your significant other, but, like, <laughs> you don't even really have to do that. It's really just between, it's just really up to you. Right. And it's like, right. it's your, I just, it. And I always want to ask people when they ask me, they're like, oh, you're promoting an unhealthy, like, because, you know, people would comment on my pictures and be mm. like, this is unhealthy. You're promoting heart disease. You're doing this. You know, it's proven facts that extra weight causes this, this, and this. And then, like, I'll come back and I was like, show me the medical study. What show? Because it's not. Right. There, there's, there's people that, they, there are studies that say weight is a contributing factor, but it's a contributing factor to the stress of your heart and stuff. Right. But it's not a direct correlation. It's not this equals this. It's cholesterol equals this. Right. It is that it's not, right. it's and not it's also being, your lifestyle. No, Those same totally. people are chugging the beers and having the nachos and exactly. they're still looking at us because we live in this body. Exactly. You know, and I'm like, it's your lifestyle is what contributes to that high cholesterol and then that heart attack. It's not yeah. because you're fat, you're no. going to have a heart attack. Exactly. There's plenty of sick people in the hospital that are very skinny right now. Exactly. Exactly. I had a buddy in college who was always like super good shape, had a six pack was, and always, 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 I watch him eat like three cheeseburgers at a time and stuff. And I was just like, this is really (laughs) annoying of you (laughs) to be doing this. This is real annoying. You know, I have to like, cause I, you know, I, even now still, if I go out with certain people, I mean, sometimes it's like industry, I'll order a salad for lunch and I don't want it. (laughs) And I'll still just be, I'm still that, that little part of me that I'm like, optically, I have to look Look. healthy. Otherwise people are going to say stuff to me about being healthy. 
And it's so annoying. It is. It is. It is. And that's unfortunately the way that kind of society just kind of sets us up and how we grow up and how we see each other. And I just, for me, I want to change that, you know, for my child. You know, I don't want to. Well, you guys are changing that. I mean, Plus Model Mag has been (laughs) something that I've, like, you guys, for one, you guys have been so kind to me. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, But for two, you, exactly as you said, no one knew who these models were really before you guys. Right, right. So, like, and you... Plus Model Mag is one of those things that's brought the culture of plus modeling much, much closer. Yeah. Like before the I models. I find out about other, I find oh. out about models through you guys all the time. Yeah. And you that's guys will post about someone new and I'm like, oh, cool. Let me check this person out. Let me follow this person. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I love that. I love being able to discover other talent that we don't see. Yeah. Um, before Denise Bedeau was the mm-hmm. supermodel that she is, she was a makeup artist at Hits and Curves. Yeah. And she was on our cover. Yeah. And she, you know, like before people knew who they were, before they were who they are now, they were at Plus Model Magazine. Like yeah. we, we, you guys love- got everyone there before everyone had like their big viral pop yes. off. Cause I remember even with, uh, with Denise specifically, yes. I remember I, cause I'd seen her. She, she'd been working a lot. Yeah. Like I had seen her yeah. all over the place. And then it was that one, uh, photo. I can't remember who it was for, but they didn't retouch her yes. like, stretch marks. And that yes. was just, that was it. it. it yeah. It went on from there. Her. Yeah. But I feel like that's the beauty of, you know, being flexible when you have your own business and being online. Um, we were able to kind of change things, change with the trends. You know, yeah. a lot of people are like, how have you guys been able to do this over 12 years when other people have kind of come and go yeah. or they come and they kind of just stay at a certain place. No. And for one, I'm very fortunate to have an amazing business partner. My business partner, Valerie, is amazing. She's mm-hmm. a tech guru. She's like 10 years older than me, and she is so knowledgeable in the publishing world. Um, secondly, my husband has been amazing. He's a videographer, photographer. Having support is like, Support I don't is amazing. know how I'd be doing this without yeah. my wife. Exactly. To be <laughs> like, me either. Me like, either. I, don't, I have so many friends who are in this industry who are single, and I'm like, I don't know how you're doing this. I need somebody to have my me back. Too. Like, me too. Like when I need to be pushed, he pushes me. Yeah, He's like, no, same. you need to do this today because we don't have time tomorrow. Let's do it. And I'm like, no, you I know, know. <laughs> it's just, you know, you get tired. And lastly, I, I feel like being in New York and being, you know, able to kind of be with people and, you know, sometimes, you know, sitting down with models or influencers or an agent, you know, and kind of listening to what's going on have kept us really relevant, yeah. you know, and not saying, well, we're going to talk over you or to you. We walk with you. You know, yeah. when I go to a panel, I'll do a poll on Instagram. Like, what do you want me to say? What are your, you know, these are my other questions. What are your answers? Because it's not about me. Yeah. It's about the people. And when it comes to the plus size fashion, it's about the customer. Yeah. So what is the customer looking for? What does she want? Is she happy with the fit? Is she happy with the trends? Is she happy with what she's being offered mm-hmm. you know and all of that information that I'm able to kind of you know retain I'm being able to kind of move forward and give it to the brands and to the you know boutiques yeah. you know that are specializing in plus size yeah so when do you think it really what, what do you think was a big turning point because in the last couple of years it's really plus ma- plus modeling has gone mainstream it yes. went from being this like almost fringe kind of you know, back of the internet thing to being completely as mainstream as it gets. Like we mentioned Ashley Graham earlier. Right. She's a full on A-list celebrity now. It's not right. like she's, you know, right. famous for her little thing. It's like, you know, she's hosting TV shows. She's going crazy. And it's like, and so many more like that. I mean, Candace Huffine, you know, uh, Marquita, Tara Lynn, Iskra yes. Lawrence, like m- just more and more and more are, 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 
I don't even I don't even know. I don't even know what I I came when I feel like I joined this world during the explosion, but definitely after the explosion happened. So yeah. I'm also still learning how it all started. I'm just lucky to have gone along for the ride. Yeah. There was uh, I think that there was a lot of this has been a momentum that's been building. Yeah. Um, and thank goodness to social media and thank God for the brands that have really seen the vision and have yeah. been very vocal about this customer and been vocal about the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, so like Lane Bryant, you know, has been really vocal and Ashley Stewart has been mm-hmm. really vocal. They're not afraid to do and say what they have to say. Um, and behind the scenes, uh, these companies also do a lot of things that the public does not know. Like Lane Bryant, a lot of people don't know this, but about a couple of years ago, Lane Bryan took one year and they brought in all of the top influencers from all around the United States to New York four times that year to sit down with us to talk to us about what it, where is the direction that we should be taking. Hmm. And these were real hardcore meetings. I'm talking about sometimes we had a screaming match. Like, no, this is what we're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it had to get, it got to that point because we, if you're going to do all this and spend all this money to bring all these people together, let us tell you. Totally. Don't tell us what you're already doing. If you want us to tell you, let us tell you. Yeah. So these brands that are really taking the time and are making the effort those are the brains that we need to support i can't stand when people are like why isn't victoria's secret you know selling plus size we don't need victoria's secret you yeah. know why we don't oh. because we have cacique and we have yep. elemy and we have all these other ones that are fitting for our boobs yeah and for our side fat and our back fat like yeah. they're putting all that time and effort we don't need somebody else but everyone is so about the name and the name oh Forget i am the name. so with you i've been on a new ever since so uh, couple months ago I had a conversation with Jenny Runk we Mm. talked about it and she talked about how she made a conscious decision that she no longer wears anything that doesn't that, that isn't an inclusive company See? and I was just like man I wish I could do that because right. for a long time you know for men we still have a lot less yes. options but now there's enough where like I've done the same I, I finally I haven't I'm not entirely there but like <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I was like no I don't I'm I'm doing I'm making every attempt to do the same thing and and be as inclusive because it's true it's exactly as you said when you're like we don't need victoria's secret i feel the same with some of the the ones that i still am too cowardly to name because if they want to give me money i will (laughs) but (laughs) but you know what i mean there's the big the big men's fashion brands that i'm that i as a customer i'm like no i don't need you guys i have so many other options i have so many cool clothes that have been designed for my body right and And the difference really is the money and the branding these people have the money to create a huge brand name yeah but these poor people be both they don't have it but they could have it if we support them exactly and that's where our dollars need to be our dollars and our coins need to be behind the brands that are truly specializing in our bodies it's not easy because you could have three or four different women all size 18 we would all look different depending on our height or depending on where the weight is i just spent the last uh couple the last like six months i'd working with uh bonobos bonobos came out with an extended line for Mm -hmm. for big and tall guys and i was helping with them with the fit and it was the same thing where like they're you know we kept going through and i'm like all right this fits zach perfectly however zach is a 42 you know two three xl looks different than this guy who's two three xl so we'd have to bring in other guys and try to like it's 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 hard especially that's the thing is when you're talking about straight sizes everyone has pretty much similar bodies you know there's some curves in different places for other people but it's gonna fit similarly with being uh, plus size people, our bodies are all entirely different shapes. Right. So it's it is right. it is much harder to it do. Is. And it it's, is. 
It is. And that's why I feel like we really do, if we want to continue to see this change that we're seeing and yeah. this you know, big momentum that we're having, if we don't want it to fizzle out, right, and we want to continue to be mainstream, we need to put our focus and our dollars where it needs to be. And that is specialized in those specialty stores, those boutiques, mm-hmm. those designers that are truly designing for our bodies. Totally. Not the people that are just jumping on board, grading the stuff up, put, oh, slapping a name on it, and absolutely. saying inclusive. My and wife caught me it. the other day because I saw something like that, and that like I can't remember. I think it was like a Gucci shirt or something. I was like, oh, I watched that a Gucci shirt. And my wife goes, why? <laughs> I'm like, because, you know, it's one of the cool, it's one of the brands, it's one of the, and she goes, yeah, but they don't make anything for you, so why would you want to buy that? And it was, like, so blunt and forward, and I was just like, yeah, (laughs) you're fucking right, I'm going to do that. (laughs) And then it's just like, and she's like, because we've also been having a big, there's a big debate, and I'm interested to see what you think. Uh, There are a lot of uh, brands who stereotypically have been only straight sizes that are now extending. Right. Some people do see it as their moving forward and being progressive and others see it as just them cashing in right. on whatever is happening. Right. And I think it's different for each brand. I think there are some I big agree. brands like, uh, this is perfect an example. I just bought a new Levi's jacket mm-hmm. and Levi's has been a, you know, typically all straight sizes. They mm-hmm. had some, but they've been expanding right. over the last several years. Right. And for me, it's like, no, they're like, to me, Levi's is like a working man's brand. So like I'm supporting them and yes, they just extended, but I feel like it was, they've always been supportive. It's never been as, but then there's other ones that like, I mean, you named Victoria's Secret before it. They have some larger sizes now, but they haven't fully expanded by any means. And it's like, and I worked for a company recently that we'll talk about off mic (laughs) that I was very disappointed in Mm. who made a big, play of extending and, and then, then it fucking didn't yeah, do shit. Yeah. And, so. yeah. and then it falls flat. And the reason for that is because some brands are looking at it, you know, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. Let's get a piece of that pie. But they're not willing to truly invest because again, yeah. the plus size industry has a stigma. Plus size clothing has a stigma associated with it. Yeah. So for instance, and I'll say the name, Michael Kors has been selling plus size clothing for women for oh, decades. And for men. And and, I'm, and but nobody would know. Unless you go to Macy's to the seventh mm-hmm. floor, you don't know it. Unless you go online, you don't know it. Why? There's no marketing for it. That's He'll the never, thing. He won't even lend the clothes. He won't even deal with influencers ever or bloggers ever because he doesn't want people to know, but he's cashing in those dollars. So ladies, why are we buying from someone that does not see you? Yeah. He does not see you, he just wants your money. Yeah. Get the, the, the stuff that he offers, you can get it from someone that really truly sees you. Think totally. about that. Absolutely, no, I totally agree with you. I own one Michael Kors jacket. And it is, um, no, it's not, I take it back, Kenneth Cole, but never mind. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> but, but similar. It's one of those brands where, like, right. they've also, both of them, they've also always done men's big and tall. But again, you wouldn't know it. You, you find know. it in, like, the absolute back. And some of them don't even know how to size it. I remember this one jacket I got. I can't remember who, if it, who it was by exactly. I'm normally about a 2X. Let's say for jackets, I'm like a 2X. I wear, like, a 50 long. Um, I was a 6X for them. <gasps> And because I saw it, I'm like, this is a beautiful jacket. It was, I was at DXL, and they were like, oh, yeah, it's been there for a long time. And I was like, <laughs> why? And they're like, no one can, because they had, like, sizes, like, 1X through 6X. Oh. And I was just like, oh, and they have me. They're like, yeah, no one no one can fit in any of those. And I was like, wow. what are you talking about? So I grabbed the 2X, and I cannot put it on. It's like a, it's like a Chris Farley movie <laughs> trying to get it on. 
<laughs> so then I go all the way up to their 6X and that fits. But I was just like, but I'm not a 6X. Like, right. I'm, <laughs> this you is see? crazy. It's, it's. I get so many, at least, in, and I know that they do similar in the women's industry. In the men's industry, there are a ton of big brands that make clothing for us, and older clientele will buy that clothing because right. of the name association. Right. But it's like they don't even try. It's, a, right. it's They take their normal, like, medium T-shirt form, and they just scale it up to 2 and 3X. Exactly. And I'm like, I can't. But, like proportions don't grow in that way right so now i have you know sleeves big enough to fit my thighs in and then <laughs> i have like and, I, and it's like and it's like all billowed out but like i can't breathe it's not in my neck and it's too small in the shoulders because right. it's like no we grow in different proportions exactly that was my big thing with panobos was giving them an education on like how people gain weight I'm like, right i'm right. like no one no one gains this there right like, exactly this so is how know. it happens exactly yeah. but i think that that's part of the process and when you said you know are are some people doing it for money yes yeah are some people doing it because they truly want to do it i believe so i believe they really are one of my biggest problems is that when people tiptoe in and if you're going to tiptoe in and if you're a smaller brand and you're trying to figure out whether you want to do this whether it's going to be beneficial for you i get that yeah but if you're going to go in then don't go in and bring us a white button down shirt and then when it doesn't sell oh Plus size women don't want to spend money. No, like, bring us actual fashion and yeah, we'll buy it. Totally. You know, bring us something more than black, gray, and blue and we'll buy it. That's what I tell them for the men's market all the time. I'm like, you have this giant group of men who have never spent money on clothes in their life. Not because they didn't want to, because it's never an option. Right. They'll, they, they'll spend money on clothes if you have it for them. Like, it, that's everyone. If you go into an NFL locker room and you go over to like, the you know the big the defensive ends and the offensive linemen and, and want to see what they're talking about. They are talking about clothes twenty four hours a day. They are just wow. asking, "Where'd you get that? How do I get this?" Because even these guys who are on four million dollar a year contracts can't find anywhere to buy clothes without having them custom made, I and knew. no one can afford to have their clothes custom made. Like, right, <laughs> like, right. Normal folks can't do that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's funny because when I was speaking to Rob when we were doing the interview for his cover, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much work we still have to do in the big and tall area oh it's just starting we are not believe it we are in such the baby stages in the big and tall world and like but we have been lucky enough to get a jump start from you guys in the plus women's world you guys did all the legwork (laughs) to make all of it possible for us if it wasn't for you guys we wouldn't have a shot but literally, you know, you guys have already like moved the ball so far down the field that now we kind of come in and pick it up. Like, okay, we'll get it there now. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> but it's true. It's 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 such at the beginning stages, and yeah. there's, I mean, I we're at the point now where there's a lot of, there's so many plus women's um, uh, brands, and there need to be more. There will be more, but there's there's tons of them. I right. can still count the men's plus bands on my hands, like like. I just made it to the second hand like like a year a year ago. I'm at like my ring finger now, but like still it's like, there's not, there's not a lot. Yeah. We still have to work. And I think that the way that we did it was using our voices and sometimes having to 
come outside and say, you know what, today we're not, or this week, I remember this happening like years ago, this week we're not going to be online and buying from anyone. We're going to buy from boutiques only, support mm-hmm. you boutiques. Like we had to create change. And in order to create change, we can't always be happy and PC. Like I'm yeah. very kind. I'm, you know, I, I grew up in the church, you know, I very kind and very um, professional, but I've had to really just kind of, you know, say what I had to say with a very, you know, different type of tone in order for people to pay attention and say, yeah. listen, guys, you know, if you're not going to provide this, but you want our money, then we're going to go somewhere else. We're going to find somewhere else to bring that money and that attention, and we're going to help them. Yeah. Like what I told Rob was, what do you need from us? How can we help you? How can the women help you? How can we do this together? Because we don't want, I feel, I always feel like together we're so much more powerful than separated. And I love what I'm seeing. I love the big and tall influencers and the models. And I love what you're doing. Every time I see Miguel, I'm like, Hey Miguel, I I walk in target and I'm like, Oh my God, I know, you know, I'm so proud. I know, I know. And it's, and it's, it's been great. And that's the thing is we've gotten from them being nothing to three years later. Yeah. You can walk in and, and like, you know, I had a big pop for being like the first one signed by yes. a big agency and that was fun and that was great, but I still wasn't seen anywhere. Now you walk in Miguel, I was walking Miguel. Now you walk into the place like Target and within three feet of walking into Target, you can see me, yep. uh, Miguel Perdomo and Kelvin Davis, three yep. plus size guys on their wall, yes. like right away. And yes. that's unheard of that you Never. can walk in and just see us there. Yeah. Like it's it's really great. And Target has definitely been one of, been one of those companies that has very, been very inclusive coming from. And they've been very quiet about being yes. inclusive, which I don't know if it's their marketing technique or what though. they do, but it's very, very smart it. because when I first was discovered by the internet it's because I was an e-com model for Target. That was my first modeling gig ever. And they didn't say anything about it. And then what happens is people started seeing it and writing about it because they're like, oh, Target's using a plus size guy. And they just didn't say anything. And like, there's there's always this little part of me that I'm like, is there some weird like shadow marketing thing (laughs) that's like pushing this story out there? Because I like couldn't believe that it was being like talked about as much as it was. Yeah. Well, people are always looking for something and exclusive. So I know Marcy's really good at that. Marcy would be like, hey, there's using a big guy in this, you know, the store. They're using this, you know, size 18 plus at this, you know. But I'm like, write it up, let's do it. No, exactly. You know, just put it out there. The Mm -hmm. more that people know and share it, the more you know they get the clicks and people watching it and then oh, okay this is a good thing you know and buy we have to buy you know the other thing is we want dollars or what's going to visibly plus yeah. size people with brands but if you're not supporting those brands if you're not buying if you're buying from the size six but you're not buying from I the girl that's in 1820 then that company is not going to use another size 18 ever again no not. exactly and, I, and i've been there personally i've been the big guy they tried out before mm-hmm. and have never used a big guy again yeah. and like you know maybe you know down the line they'll do it but there have been several customers i've had that i was there and i shot for them once and i'm like great this is such a cool client i can't believe them and then you just never hear from them again yeah. and it's like oh i guess they didn't get the exact m- you know money amount they were looking right. on return for these photos right. because it's right. it's so corporate and that's the thing the whole Oh, so much of the fashion industry is still so antiquated and so like old school. But and I think people don't realize like we don't spend money on clothes in the same way anymore. Right. Everyone spends. I think I'll argue we spend more money on clothes now than ever. Right. But we it's all online. It's yes. all like direct. Like yes. I know I don't know what it's like for women, but 
big guys have given up on going into stores and yeah. trying things on yeah. a long time yeah. ago. We just order it to our house because right. it's not going to happen. Right. So. Yeah. Well, it's been like that for a long time. We yeah. were taken out of those stores for a really long time. And I, the way that I explained it to this huge group of, of this huge company was, you know, imagine you're at dinner and I'm having my red glass of wine mm-hmm. and I spill it on myself and we have a play to go to or somewhere to go to. I don't have the choice to go next door to the boutique next door and get another shirt or a dress yeah, because they're not going to have it in my size. But if yeah. it happened to you and you're below a size 10, you can go. I'm pretty sure you can go somewhere around, you know, the area exactly. and find yourself a top. Even so right imagine here, we're living in, like that. Like we're in Midtown Manhattan right now. You can mm-hmm. walk a block in any direction. If you're a straight size person, you can get whatever you want. Exactly. We're in, we're literally in the garment district. Right. And you and I couldn't find anything if we walked out. Maybe an I Love New York t-shirt. I <laughs> exactly. We can get an I Love New York t-shirt, and that's pretty much it. Although there is a new Nordstrom rack, so maybe they do got oh, some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. It's right, like it's not right, an option. Right. And it's never been an option. Like right. with the ex- with the like exception, honestly, of like DXL and JCPenney, there are no stores a yes. big and tall guy can yes. try clothes on at. Like I can't go into a store and just try it on. Now Target too. Okay. Right, so we got right. three, but still there are three large <laughs> department three. stores that like aren't can do I remember when I got signed and my agent was like okay what we need to do is we're going to do you know test photos because that's what you do right and it's basically I, it wasn't luckily it wasn't contingent on the test photos they were like no we're signing you we just need photos for when we announce that we've signed you we can show photos and I was like okay and so we need to go find clothes we went I walked around with him and he could not believe it we could we went to like 10 different stores couldn't find anything finally we get to uh jc penny and on, no it was at finally we get to macy's and it's on the like sixth floor all the way in the back and i'm not kidding you it was an eight by eight square foot corner yep and this is like this is what you get yep and Welcome this is all you get the plus size world. exactly and i was yep. just like what is this yes now they've all gotten better i'm not saying yeah. that macy's yeah, yeah. jc penny they've, they've all gotten much better but i remember at the time this was only like Three and a half years ago. And yeah. I was like, I can't find anything yeah. at the all. The only way that things are going to change is if we continue to use our voice. It's, yeah. And we have to also support the people that are out there. It is We're not so all going to be Zach. We're not all yeah. going to be Maddie. We're not all going to be Gabby or Nicolette or Ashley. Totally. We need to support the people that are out there. It is spreading so that. important to do that. And I even caught myself because it was exactly ever since I talked to Jenny Ronk, it's like, no support the people who actually do it. Yes. And I was about to buy, I was literally just going about to buy new underwear <laughs> and I was going to buy the same underwear I've worn forever <laughs> that, you know, was cheap and I was going to order it off Amazon and I've been wearing the same thing. And then I stopped myself and I was just like, why am I ordering from this company that does not need my money at all? When I know for a fact out in Portland, Jody Koenig has bearskin underwear, who is the most comfortable underwear in the world. It is fully size inclusive and is amazing. And I did the same thing. I yes. like, caught myself. I'm like, no, I'm buying them yes. from bearskin. I'm not yes. buying them from yes. because this is a person who cared for me as a customer before I was their customer. Exactly. And it's so. It's, and we need to do yeah. that more. We need to yeah. be more conscious of where our dollars are going. Yeah. And where your time online is going. You know, why are we crying over these companies that are not thinking about you? I know. And you have to look at it this way. You know, and I, I think in having a child, I always look at it, it differently now. You want to work or you want to support a company that really truly sees you. 
Yeah. When how do you know they see you? Because they're making the clothes for you. When you buy something and it fits you, and not everything is going to fit you 100%. I do tailor some of my stuff because not everything is going to fit perfectly. No, exactly. But for the most part, if you know as a customer that if you're a 18 or 1x in this company and you're not a 2x the next time or the 3 that you know that they are taking the time to have the proper fit models to you know create the, the garments for you mm-hmm. those are the type of people that we really need to support those companies and also don't be afraid to support smaller companies yeah these smaller companies have the things that the bigger companies can't do they're selling mass production across the united states so these smaller boutiques are giving you those special pieces those yeah. things that we can't find from the bigger brands exactly so i think that we also need to not be so afraid to go outside of them and also buy and support these smaller companies because they're working really really hard to give us something that's different yeah i love that it's so important to like as a community like band together to make sure we are because that's one of the reasons this um the plus modeling community grew as much as it did if it wasn't for publications like plus model mag and just for the internet community supporting one another because everyone always asks me they're like how come you know plus women's fashion and modeling is taking off so much more than big and tall and I said, for one, they started first. They're doing way better. <laughs> I said, for two, they support each other. They actually are there for each other. They listen to one another. You know, a lot of these things were started on online forums back before you guys had the magazine of, of women coming together and commiserating and be like, I wish this is what we had. I wish we had these options. Oh, let's try to figure out a way to do that. Men have not traditionally done that right. because men have traditionally been told not to come like it's they they view it as a sign of insecurity if they're like if something doesn't fit if something doesn't it's it's really hard there's always going to be that little drop of like toxic masculinity whenever Mm -hmm. you talk about the male image Mm -hmm. because which has been breaking down thank god over the last couple years but is always there it's hard to get someone because they won't because because the average guy won't admit any insecurity that they feel about their size or their mm. body because it insecurity is considered weakness and weakness is bad. And it's like, it's not in, no, it's not weakness. You're insecure because you're a human being, fucking being right. with, with thoughts and feelings and right. stuff. And it's, and, and the world affects you as it does because, right. and it's, it takes a lot <laughs> to get guys to admit that. And yeah. it's like, and I mean, I, and I feel like, it's happen it happens in with the females as well. I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, there's definitely pockets of, you know, people that support each other, but then, you know, once someone gets to a certain level, uh oh, you know, then you start seeing the pettiness happen. There's, so it happens. There's a lot everywhere. of like self fat shaming happening yes. too. Which I, I I did a big uh post uh a little while ago because someone I was doing an interview with somebody and they're like, Well, what's the biggest piece of advice you can give to someone? And I said you have to take yourself seriously. You have to stop making fun of yourself and yes. being self-deprecating. Because I always was. I was the first person to call myself fat. I was the first person to make a joke about me being big. And because in my head, I was like, if I beat them to the joke, if I oh beat them God. to the punch, yes. then that that'll take. The, then then they can't hurt me because I've already done it. But instead, what I'm doing is I'm internalizing everything I think they think, right. and I'm just beating myself down constantly. Right. And it was destroying me, like self-esteem-wise. And I tell everyone, I'm like, I know it seems good, and I know it just seems like you're being humble, and you have a good sense of humor, <laughs> but you're tearing yourself down, and that's crazy. Why right. are you tearing yourself right. down every day? You need to 
if you are making fun of yourself, it's not like everyone goes, oh, well, he said the joke. Well, I'm not. What you're telling people is it's okay to make this joke. Exactly. It's okay to think of me in this way. Exactly. You're giving other people permission Absolutely. to treat you second class because you've you, done it for you've them. You've given them the permission. You've given them the way. And, and I used then, to say the same thing to my sister when she was dating because she would date someone and she would already say, oh, I know you probably don't date anybody my size. I'm like. What? I, I know. I, and I'm like, you, we have the same mother and father. Where did you come from? Yeah. Why do you have this? You yeah. know, and I always say the same thing. And it's so funny. I, I say this a lot. I have twins in my family. My, my nieces are twins. And at one point, one was 10 pounds um, more than the other one. And they're mm-hmm. young. They're, they were like a 10 or 11 years old. And I remember someone saying the fat twin. And I was like, I had to stop everything. I was like, we are not going to do this in this family. And that girl is not going to think of herself as the fat twin growing up. But that's how simple. It was so yeah. innocently that, oh, yeah, you know, she's the, the fatter twin or the bigger twin. No, no, no. That's it, where it starts. It's and that's how we're adults where it starts. than and thinking of ourselves that way. And it's so ingrained in us. I remember when I was five years old, I didn't know. I don't know who taught me it. I don't think anyone ever said it directly, but I knew at like four or five years old that fat was bad and skinny was good. Yep. I don't know why. Right. And it could have been something as simple. It could have been as something as simple as my mom and her slim fast shakes mm-hmm. made me think that oh well my mom's not happy so therefore I, I can't do this and it's exactly. like and you and and or like anyone in my life anyone in my life was always on a diet. <laughs> From, from the moment I was born, every woman in my life and half the men in my life were all on diets at all time. And that's just, it's not good. Um, in, did you see um, the Straight Curve documentary? I haven't watched the whole thing. I watched a part of it. It's very yeah, good. It's and in one of them, really they good. have a couple, uh, the, 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 you know, they talk about a lot of statistics. And it's before the age of 16, 91% of girls have tried dieting. Mm. Isn't that heartbreaking? And before the age of 10, 63% of girls have started dieting. Oh, my God. And that's awful. That is, is absolutely is. awful. I did the same thing. I was on Weight Watchers in high school with my mom. Just beca- and, like, and, of course, we don't know. We're doing it in solidarity. Like we, right. we went on Weight Watchers together so we could support each other. And in my head, right. I'm just like, well, fuck. We were just fucking each other up the whole time, <laughs> thinking that we needed this thing. We're trying to be supportive. In reality, we're telling each other that what we are is bad constantly. Right. right. And you don't. It, it's it's start. Yeah. It can I get think so the next generation will do better. I think, I think so because we're going to think about it from a lifestyle point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, my daughter's ten years old, and although she's autistic, so a lot of things don't don't. Uh, she doesn't understand them as yeah. a normal ten year old would. She still understands, you know, mommy and Madison are going to go work out yeah. today. Do you want to go exercise in the gym or do you want to go for the walk? Or we call it a pirate walk. Yeah. We're going to do the pirate walk. Pirate walk means we're going to go exercise and walk outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the way we do it. But I did it as a lifestyle totally. and it's not a punishment. Yeah. And when we were growing up, you know, eating a salad was a punishment. Working out was a punishment. It's not something that you did. And as a lifestyle, it's different. My mother hates jello with a passion what? because growing up jello to her was a punishment because she was on anytime she was on weight watchers or on a diet or on anything the only dessert she was allowed to have was jello Zero so now calories, like, right exactly so right. now she just looks at it like like, like jello is the biggest punishment in the world but that's true it's like that's the way we grew up we were eating healthy because we had done something bad right not because we should be eating healthy right and it's like now it's like i know 
like whenever I have kids, I know they're going to be fed way better than I fed myself as a kid just because I'm just like, no, I now know that this will make you better. Right. Right. And it'll just just be part of their lifestyle. And we, it's not going to be a, we're being on, we're going to be on a diet this week. No, it's not. And that's what it was for me. Yeah. It was, it wasn't, it was always, it was never said a punishment, but it was always right. fed. It's like, oh, we've been getting too big, so now we're on Weight Watchers. Exactly. You're counting your points. You're doing your th- I right. hate. I have such a big issue with Weight <laughs> Watchers. I hate Weight Watchers so much. <laughs> I think it's because I spent so much of my young life on Weight Watchers, and oh I think I know every every big person I know was on Weight Watchers at one point, <laughs> so we can all kind of commiserate. And I get mad at Weight Watchers because people that I look up to uh, become spokespeople yes. for Weight Watchers. Yes. I am so upset that Oprah is still I know. A, a spokesperson for Weight Watchers. When back in the day when we were all still figuring life out, because we all didn't know, we didn't, right. and and the plus community didn't have their voice. I understand her trying to lose weight because we all were. But now it's like, it's 2018. We understand it. You're Oprah. You're a billionaire. You're right. the most you powerful, influential woman in the world. You know that even though you are, you know, not the smallest you've been your whole life, she's probably more healthy now than she ever Everyone, has been. Right. And she's probably feeling better than she ever has. And she's still like a Weight Watchers person. And that yeah. really, it really, it really bugs me. But didn't she me. like buy it or buy into she, it? I or know. Or stock or something? I'm she, like. She, I think she, I think she did. Yeah. I think but she But I like follow her on Instagram and she's always cooking like these great meals and yeah. a lot of vegetables. I'm like, you're not even following those points. I don't no. know what she's talking about. So the points don't make any sense <laughs> at all. The points make absolutely no sense. Yeah. And I think it, you have to learn how to, you know, we're not all I learned how around. to give myself an eating disorder on Weight Watchers. That's oh all I did. Gosh. Because I went, if I do not eat anything this week, I can have pizza on Friday. So instead, I was going to like, I starved Stop myself it. for like a week at a time because I was like, oh, I'm saving my points. And I'm like, that's crazy oh. that I was doing that. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to do that. We have to no. do better for ourselves and then for the next generation totally. so that, you know, they're confident. They're living a healthy lifestyle, and it's not about what they look like or what they weigh. It's about their health and their quality of life. That's what we want. We want strong, confident children. We want the next generation to be amazing and not to have to suffer what we did. Oh, exactly. And it's so... Uh, and again, this came out after the election, so I'm really hoping <laughs> we feel good about everything when exactly. this comes out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, because I do, I worry because, you know, I want to have children eventually. I don't have any now, but it's, you know, me and my wife have paused thinking about having children a couple times where we watch like the state of our world today. Right. We're like, do we want to do know. this? Yeah. Like, this is so scary to me. Right. And... The idea is like, and part of me is I'm just like, I feel like I'll just, you know, work way harder if I do have a kid to make sure the world doesn't yeah. turn out you that do. way. You do. You yeah. do. You really do. I always felt like I knew what my, I just kind of been, I guess, following my journey, you know. Yeah. I, my grandfather was a minister and, you know, none of his children went into the ministry. But I feel like in some way what I do is like being in the ministry. I may not Absolutely. be preaching from a pulpit. But I'm preaching every time I could be in a green room, I could be at a lunch, you know, and I'm speaking positivity into people instead of negativity and bringing toxic feelings. They we get that so much from the world and from the community or from shady people. 
So why not do it from you know a positive perspective? Absolutely. You know, and I want people that when they're with me, they can say, "Wow, you know what? I feel really good." Or yeah. she said something that touched me. And when people go back and email me later, you know what? What you said, you know, really touched me or really got me thinking. What do you think about this? I'm so grateful for that opportunity because yeah. we need more people to speak positivity into others instead of screen taking a screenshot and saying, "Oh, who does she think she is?" and mm-hmm. bringing all that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Do the opposite. Absolutely. That's what we need. I love that. I don't know if that's you or me. It's probably no, me. I have, mine's on airplane. Mine's supposed to be on airplane, <laughs> but apparently it's not. So I apologize to everybody. I thought it was, but I guess it's not. Um, no, but that was, I mean, that was perfect. I think that's what really over the last couple of years, I feel like that's what this industry has really boiled down to is body positivity isn't just about your body. It's yes. just about positivity in life and yes. going through it and just being and and it comes back to your body as far as what, what we in the community are saying is listen you can be happy no matter what size you are and people are going to tell you you can't and they're wrong they're right. absolutely right. wrong and right. it's going to suck because they're the louder voice telling you that you're not supposed to be but there's this amazing community all over the world that have come together just to be like yes and there's power in numbers don't oh, be afraid to reach so out many. to people in other places and you know other countries and you know when you see other people doing great don't be afraid to like and comment and encourage and dm them Absolutely. or email them and you know share support their information is support is everything that's how i feel like we started when yeah. we didn't have instagram and facebook well we all supported each other supported each other's photos when girls when models would go and do photo shoots with other photographers we would literally oh my gosh and comment and like and you know and and on the on the forums at that time that's how I feel like we started putting that you know for and and kind of pushing forwards and I think that we need to do that we need to stop thinking oh she's gonna do better or she's gonna get that and I'm not gonna get that what's for you is for you And, and and you don't and people don't realize how much a little how far a little bit of encouragement goes yes. i wouldn't have pursued this to the degree i did if i didn't get positive feedback from people on the internet and i know that sounds shallow but it's true it's just because i grew up with so much insecurity and self-doubt so having these complete strangers wow. tell me i can do stuff made me feel better because even when loved ones told me even when my wife told me even when my my mother told me that I could do stuff you're kind of like yeah but you you guys love me that's why you're saying <laughs> that so when someone on the internet <laughs> knows like you have no reason to say this to me so right. you kind of right. you believe you it just a little bit how many more. people you're encouraging by being out there yeah because being out there now is you know you've become a celebrity in so many other people's lives you know be someone that you inspire people just by having a presence, just by seeing that king size, you know, come in the mail. <laughs> oh, or we're you talking know, about me. Yes. I, I thought we were talking yes. about the royal you. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's thank inspiring you. For, for other people. You know, I know what it's done, you know, in our industry, but when I was speaking to Rob yeah. and I've been talking with Miguel, you know, it's different for men. We didn't see that. The no, men didn't see totally that. totally different. You know, so those that 16-year-old boy or that 20-year-old man or that man that's starting his career is mm-hmm. now being able to say, you know what, I'm going to walk in with confidence because he's seeing a different imagery out there, not only in the stores, yeah. but online, you know, and he's being seen you know and celebrated for who they are and now he feels better about himself as well yeah so that's important what you guys are doing is really important yeah no as i said i was like if my life would be entirely different if um if john goodman was people's sexiest man in the world in 1995 my whole life would have been entirely different just because it's it's you know growing up i knew i could be 
the bad guy. I could be like the bully or I could be uh, funny. I could be the funny fat sidekick. Right. And that was it. That was my right. life. Those were the only right. two values. I could be big and mean right. or I could be big, I and, could funny. big and funny. <laughs> and there was no other option. And now it's like, yeah, I hope. And I think it's the same with, you know, people read plus model mag and young young kids see it and now they know they're like oh i can look how beautiful these women are look how beautiful these men are i can i can do that that sounds great own your space and own your confidence and you know don't ever think that you know everything that you see on online a lot of us still have to curate what we do right it's still a business yeah but it's not like we're not having bad days there are days where i don't want to leave my house oh absolutely Oh, what am I doing? Am I really making a difference? Oh, you know what? I know. You, you I have to yourself. get better. There's, there's, I go days <laughs> without posting sometimes and I'm not supposed to. And it's like, <laughs> even just now, like, you know, it's been like, I think I haven't posted in like three or four days, which doesn't sound like a lot, but in the internet mm, world, world, it's like a long time. And it's just because like, yeah, I've been stressed. I'm not having a good couple days and I don't feel like posting at that point, but it's like. But there's always part of me that I'm like, on the rare times I have like put it out there, hey guys, I'm not feeling that good today. I almost feel like it does. It touches people deeper where they're like, oh, he's still a human being. And yes. like, and when other people, it's like, see, this is t- I'm still going through it. That's guys. right. And that's it, right. And it's important. I think it's the humanizing, and that's something everyone talks about. Like, oh, Instagram, the internet, it's so fake. And it's like I feel like it's done the exact opposite. opposite. I only used to see perfect photos in magazines, and now. I get to follow people and see who they are like yes. at their core as a human being. Yes. And some of them ain't that great. And some of them, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't know. But most of them I'm like, Oh, you're, I like you way more now knowing. Yes. This. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I, we gained a lot more popularity when I came out from behind plus model magazine. I feel like for like 10 years or well, like eight years, I was so focused on Plus Model Magazine, no one knew who I was. Totally. Until I went to this event and I didn't have my business card and they just had Plus Model Magazine, they didn't have my name and they didn't know who I was and I wasn't gonna get into the event. And I was like, how am I not going to get into a plus size event? I know. And I own Plus Model Magazine. Exactly. And that day I said, you know what? I have to brand myself and I have to come out in order for people to know me as well. And I was scared about that because I knew what it had done to other people. You, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be out there. You're putting yourself out there for criticism. And I'm it's like, oh, my gosh. But in fact, it helped Plus Model Magazine so much because now it put a feeling and a mm-hmm. person. And, it, you know, I have my high days and my low days. You know, when I was I was very vocal about being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and mm-hmm. we did a couple of walks and the community came together. You know, Lane Bryant sponsored my event. You know, I when Madison was diagnosed with autism, you know, mm-hmm. it took us a while to come out about that because we had to kind of accept it. Totally. You know, and no, kind yeah. of process it. But the community has been so amazing. There's so many uh, professional, you know, and helpful people. I've had therapists, teachers, paras, you know, kind of come out and, you know, whenever I have an issue, I post it on Facebook or Instagram and I have tons of information that is sent to me. Things yeah. that I don't know because I'm still going through the process. Totally. Um, so I feel like, you know, the internet has done completely the opposite. And I think that putting yourself out there in a very genuine way, people know if they follow me, especially on Instagram, you're going to see me crazy with my sisters, you know, having a great time with my mm-hmm. husband or my daughter and loving what I do every yeah. day for this industry because the day that I retire I want to be able to say you know what 
imprint did I leave on this industry for the amount of time that I was here? Mm. What did I do for this industry? Mm. What did I leave and what did I start? You know, yeah. so that the next person that comes in, I'm already looking at others. I'm like, don't forget when I'm not here, don't forget to do and be kind and yeah. giving to people. That is what we want. We forget, oh, it's fashion and likes and comments. Not, my clients don't want anything more than what I'm able to give them. And it's always been about networking and who I am. Yeah. That trumps numbers and networking and algorithm. You build a relationship it, and it will do wonders for you. I love that. I love that. That was That's perfect. Everyone, please, if you're not following Plus Model Mag, that's dumb. You need to do that. <laughs> uh, please follow them on all of the social medias yes. at Plus Model Mag. Um, are there underscores or hyphens or anything? Or? So it's a plus hyphen model ha- uh, hyphen mag dot com. That's yes. the website. But if you go to Plus Model Mag, it'll pop up. Yeah, yeah no, plus exactly. Model it's the only one. It's the only one. You guys don't have to worry. It's definitely there. Um, but Madeline, thank you so much. Thank you for what you do for just the industry as a whole. I mean, really, you've given such a platform for the people who haven't been seen before. And that's me included. You guys gave me a big old bump in we the beginning of my career. From so, the beginning. <laughs> so I'm very happy, but it's true. It's, it's it, you're, you guys are probably the main publication that really has always been like the core of this movement going forward. So thank you so much. Thank and you I'm so, so excited. Much. I finally had yeah, you on the show. Thank you this so much so for inviting great. me. Thank and you. also follow, uh, follow Maddie also on yes, at plus Jones on Instagram. <laughs> totally. Or Madeline Figueroa Jones. Hells. Yeah. <laughs> Madeline, thank you so much. Thank you. What an amazing person. Madeline, thank you so much for being on. You're one of the true pioneers of body positivity, and it was an honor to have you on this show. Everybody, I hope everything's doing well. Um, follow us on all of the social medias, uh, at Zach Miko, Z-A-C-H-M-I-K-O, on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook.com slash BigThingsPod, at our website, BigThingsPod.com. Email us at Josh at BigThingsPod.com, and Zach at BigThingsPog. Pod? Pog? Remember Pogs? Pogs were a terrible thing. They were like little pieces of cardboard. But but the website is pod. Uh, <laughs> I hope everyone's doing well. Again, I recorded this pre-election, so hopefully I'm very happy on the next episode. But I would, until then, and until next week, please go out into the world and do big things. Mm-hmm.